This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design, servicing clients domestic and international. Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Roro Cakes, specialty baking, little bites of yumminess, and indulgences. Follow Roro Cakes at facebook.com slash Roro Cakes and place your order today. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios set at the heart of Brooklyn also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To be continued, and Pancake Studios present The Road to Justice. Coming November 17th, DC Comics' greatest heroes come together for the first time on the big screen. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Cyborg make their motion picture debut as anxious fans wait to see the Justice League battle evil in theaters across the world. Join us now as we check in with the token heroes of the Super Friends as they travel by car to the premiere of Justice League. What adventures will Eldorado, Samurai, Apache Chief, and Black Vulcan get into this time? Let us join them as they cruise down the highway in Eldorado's Toyota Prius. <sighs> Thanks for taking over the driving, Sam. It gets to you being behind the wheel on these long trips sometimes, you know? I actually like long-distance driving. Clear as my head. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. I can't even get a signal out here. Hmm. It's from the superhero mentor program that I'm part of. Oh, damn it. That's some straight-up BS right there, man. What angers you so, friend Vulcan? All right. I'm a part of this program that partners young minority superheroes with older minority mentors to show them the ropes and to give them advice and stuff like that. But it's hard out there for black, brown, and yellow heroes, you know? Typical. Anyway, the kid I'm entering... He asked for another mentor, and I should have known it was going to happen from when I first met him. Are you uh, ready to meet your new mentor, Virgil? Of course. Now, you said he had the same powers as me, right? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's right. It could only be one person. Static Shock, meet Black Vulcan! Hey, nice to meet you, young brother. Black Vulcan? Uh, yes, you, you, you know who he is, right? Uh, I guess it's cool and all. Oh, let me guess. You're expecting Black Lightning. Is that it? Yeah. Well, what's old Black Lightning got that I ain't got, huh? For starters, he got pants. Why, you little piece of... I'm gonna shock the black off your ass, kid. That doesn't sound like it was gonna end well anyways, Vulcan. I see our route takes us past an aquarium. We stopped at Six Flags because El Dorado thought it would be fun two days ago. 
And we did have fun. No one denies the awesomeness of Batman. The ride. One of seven inverted roller coasters in the continental United States. Now, I ask if we may take a break at the aquarium. They have a daily show with killer whales, dolphins, and sea lions. All at the same time? I do not believe that would be optimal. But I can check their website. Sounds okay. I don't know, guys. I don't want to get a lecture from Aquaman about the sanctity of sea life. I mean, I can't tell you how many times he got in my face about Japanese fishing and whaling practices. Which is ridiculous because, despite the name, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. Just like because I'm Japanese, I'm responsible for all dead dolphins? When was the last time you saw Aquaman? Maybe a little before I went off active duty with the League? Why, does it matter? He's... he's changed a lot. He's really mellowed out, and it happened right after you took your sabbatical. Really? Why the change? I don't know, but I got my suspicions. That puts an end to the plot of Poison Ivy. She won't be using this underground lab ever again. Perhaps we can find some evidence around here that will lead us to the rest of the Legion of Doom. Find anything, Black Vulcan? Could be something, Eldorado. A locked door. I think there's perhaps a storage unit behind it. Friends, Aquaman and I have secured the perimeter. Yes. So let's see what's behind that door that Poison Ivy didn't want us to see. Black Vulcan, if you'll do the honors. My pleasure, Aquaman. The lock's off. In we go, and... Ay, caramba! Oh, wow. Is that... By Neptune's beard? That is an enormous amount of marijuana. See, we... I I mean... I, I was guessing it would be like some kind of killer flowers or something. I I suppose we contact the police or the DEA? Yes, we should. Uh, probably. It's the trouble alert. Poison Ivy just escaped from the Wonder Twins. She's on the run. Vulcan, you, Apache Chief and Eldorado, go and help the others find Ivy. I'll stay here to transport all the evidence to the proper authorities. Are you sure, Aquaman? They may not be here for hours. This evidence is too important to leave unguarded. Plus, what if Ivy returns? You join the search. I'll take care of business here. Okay, Aquaman. Vamonos, my friends. The next day, at the Hall of Justice. <clears throat> uh-huh. Hall of Justice. Apache Chief speaking. Hmm. I see. That is most strange. I shall ask the others. Is this something wrong, Apache Chief? That was the DEA. They took custody of the marijuana, but they believe they're missing approximately 20 pounds of it. They asked if we knew anything about it. Hmm. Wasn't, wasn't Aquaman supposed to turn it over to them? I have not seen him all day. I think that's him now. On a motorcycle? Aloha, bros. What's up, El? Vulcan, the big chief. Come here. Let's bring it in for a hug. I'm secure enough in my messenger that I ain't ashamed for to hug my bros. Bring it in. Come here. We doing this. We're hugging it out. That's it. That's the stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, well, is everything okay, Aquaman? You seem uh, different. 
somehow. Indeed. Your hair seems darker and more unkempt. Also, I see the beginning of a beard. I'm just letting my hair down, Chief. I got some perspective on my life yesterday, and I think I'm going to take some time off in the Justice League. I need some time to work on old AC. I just came to say goodbye. Is there a reason for your departure? Ella, man, I was just watching Point Break last night, and I was like, what are you doing in your life, Artie? Am I Aquaman or just another pawn of the man? You know what I mean? It's not you guys or the League, Mabrowski's. It's me. I'm going to get my mental house in order. I'm going to travel the world, do some drinking, rocking, maybe get some ink. Just get my yayas out. Like a vision quest? That's exactly it, my man. I'm going to find out who the real Aquaman is. When I find out, I'll be back. Oh, before I forget, I made y'all some special brownies. Enjoy them, guys. Well, I gotta go. The road is a hell of a mistress, bros. As Keanu said to Swayze, Bacon Dios! Bacon Dios. How many gonna miss him? That dude is high as fuck. Wow. So is he still... The equivalent of an undersea Bob Marley concert? Pretty much. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we are back once again. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering fanboy background. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And here we are one more time in Pancake Studios. I, <clears throat> Oh, man, I could... Uh... Halloween is upon us. <laughs> yes, here we are at Pancake Studios. As always, I'm Miguel Alondra your host. Edward <clears throat> here. Edward Ng, my co-host. Thanks for coughing over me saying Edward Ng. Yeah, of course, and uh, our... Uh... Our producer with the most, Jonathan Vergar from Pancake, Pancake Studios. Studios, Brooklyn, New York. Hey, are you uh, thirsty? Or? <clears throat> uh, actually, you know, I could, yeah, I could use, I could use something for the pipes here. So if you, uh, you get it. Oh, thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, sure. I, uh, oh, I need some water here. Just like uh, Aquaman, who needs water after ah, twenty-four ooh. hours. Yeah. Oh, that is that is that is true, Aquaman. <laughs> because today is. Our Aquaman show, our show about Aquaman. <laughs> Production values. Production values, of course. Arthur Curry. <laughs> and uh, we are also like good that? coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, this is pretty I could do this all day. <laughs> That's uh, Reese's uh, peanut butter cup uh, creamer in my coffee. <laughs> I don't know why. The best that, part of waking up. Is peanuts in your cup? That doesn't, oh. Brothers. But brothers, 
uh, also on this episode, we will be covering a little bit of Cyborg because, of course, this is one of our lead-up shows, uh, Road to Justice. <laughs> we're, going, <laughs> we're doing a run-through of the uh, how we're going to produce this. It's like, okay, you know, Aquaman, we're going to do half an hour. And then Cyborg, he gets 15 minutes. And he came Jonathan up like... Jonathan immediately chimes in with... Uh, is it oh, because he's black? <laughs> Why does he only get 15 minutes for? <laughs> An Aquaman. White fish. I'm going to call you white. It's one of my favorite bits uh, from uh, from uh, uh, Harvey Birdman, where they do Black Vulcan up on the up on the, the, the stand, and he's getting cross-examined. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't want to be called Black Vulcan. I wanted to be called Super Volt. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman said, no, you're a black Vulcan. And I said, well, why don't we just call you Whitefish? <laughs> Which I I hate that now he's uh, Hawaiian, you know? You don't like, you don't... Uh, no, no, because just because... Because he's Asian? Hate, because he's Asian? Because you oh, can't... Pan, I'm sorry, Pacific Islander. No, because now you can't hate on Aquaman as much as you could. Well, you now have... You, can't. you actually have you, a you point should there. Hate, you should hate on him even more, uh, Jason Momoa, because he's Jason Momoa. Whoa, whoa, Because whoa. he's... Because... You should hate him because you ain't him. Because... Yeah. You hate him because you ain't him. And guess what? Kyle Drogo doesn't care about what you think. Exactly. Because he's God sent in men for... For women. For women, seriously. And, <laughs> and many men. <laughs> And, and, and many men. Trust me. Trust me. I know. I trust, trust me, you. dude. I'm online, uh, and uh, he he. And my I'm, man. My man. Hey, my man. Exactly. <laughs> there he is. He has quite a few fans. Uh, uh, um, who 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 are gay men online? They you know listen, much like I'm, Henry Cavill. Listen, much I'm like, straight. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. You know, I'm straight, and I think that guy's handsome. <laughs> you know what? We. I I would say that um, because. He's more than we, no, no one loves Baywatch. Maybe there are some people out there, but <laughs> generally speaking, Baywatch is lame, lame, so lame. The new one with the Dwayne Rock, Dwayne Johnson? <sighs> That's not I even in the, the we're talking about like, like the old, old school, TV show. Old so Jason Momoa, yeah. back in the day when he was younger, because this is going back, what, 20 years? Nine, 90s, right? Yeah. So a yeah. young Jason Momoa, pretty boy, uh, no one really cared. And, and no one really paid attention to, and and then Look and then that. when and Kyle then, Drogo hits, then, whoa, whoa, let's not forget the the tea leaves were already, you know, spread because what kind of tea leaves? What kind he, of leaves? Okay, whoa, mm. hey, brah. Kind of <laughs> uh, he uh, because of course, um, Stargate Atlantis. Oh, was he in that? Yes, he was on the star. Okay. He was on Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. So oh, wow. Atlantis, yeah. Aquaman. Guess what? Guess it what's was lame. in his. Guess what's lamer than lame? Stargate Atlantis. Stargate. What's <laughs> lamer than Baywatch? Stargate Atlantis. Uh, uh, oh God! It's a shout out to my old pastor Curtis, um, <laughs> who I remember like first time you met my old pastor. He and- he wanted to impress me that he was hip, <laughs> that he was with it. That he knew what the kids were like, and it was like, I like sci-fi. Stargate SG1. I like Stargate Lantis or something <laughs> like that. And then there was a conversation about, uh, what's his fa- What's his name, the the guy with the... Teal'c. Teal'c. <laughs> and then you said, you called him a bargain basement uh, wharf. Yeah, he is... Christopher Judge, I think. Christopher, yeah. You know, hey man, look, that that, that show... See, I knew the name of the, the actor, but not the character. <laughs> you know what's funny? All your criticisms about Stargate, you could just say about Orville. Yes, we're not. Go- no, Perfect. we're not Civil getting into that. War. We're not getting into that. Today's Star Trek show, Discovery season two renewed. Okay, all right, Orville, all right. fine, Nothing fine. Yet. We're today's show. 
is about Aquaman and Cyborg. You have nothing though. to say for your actions. <laughs> Uh, Aquaman is, uh, you know, uh, we'll be uh, covering first. Aquaman is a long time. He's deflecting. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, it's called called keeping the the show on track. (laughs) So uh, Aquaman is a long time comic book character who has been been, uh, around for a really long time. Uh, and of course, is going to be appearing in the Justice League film that coming out. To be exact. Uh, so uh, we'll just get into Aquaman right now. I, you know, most people. I mean, uh, Jonathan, you, your view of Aquaman is probably pretty colored by the popular culture yeah, perception yeah. of the character. You know, Family yeah. Guy. The you know the lameness of the character. On and on. He's been a bit of a uh, a bit of a uh, the butt of many jokes for for a long, long time, but. Ed and I are guys that are familiar with him uh, from comics. But I've, I've also seen him on a couple of TV shows, cartoons. Like you know, what? Like what? Like what? The what? Justice League cartoons. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. 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 Where uh, you where you can get a sense that okay, he's not just the lameo guy with a bad haircut who talks to fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got he's got a lot more. And and, and John, when we go through his history, you'll see he's got a lot of he's got a lot going on. There's um, there's a lot of stuff to mine there, and hopefully, you know, this Jason Momoa version will kind of turn around that perception because you know guys like me and you know Ed, it's always like you know people like oh, Aquaman, he's 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 a labo. It's like he's got so much tragedy, so mm-hmm. much. There's a lot of meat on there that you know you can really do something well, with. BP oil spills. <laughs> Fukushima, <laughs> all hey, running into the water. Well, he, see, You're absolutely thing, right. That 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 plays in Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. can play into a lot of really like strong environmental. Mess. I told him he should join Greenpeace. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, I mean, aside from warrior. aside from the Silver Age stuff, which you and I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, Super Friends, and then later on into Peter David stuff, Harpoon Hand. He's not the Submariner. Very not much so. Yeah, you know there it's there is uh, that's a good point. Submariner is, is an if anything, he's based off of that. That obviously is Submariner was the first underwater character <clears throat> in <clears throat> comics. <throat> it was the same you know, the same setup. You know, oh, half, half Prince. Yeah, uh, name uh, name the Submariner from from Marvel Comics precedes Aquaman, and right. then there's there's the fact that there's that big Silver Age divergence. Yeah. For both of them, actually, but uh, to just to just uh, uh, concentrate on Aquaman here, just to give the the, the basic, his first appearance is uh, 1941 in uh, Morphon Comics. Uh, he was created by Paul Norris, is the writer, and uh, I'm sorry, the artist, and uh, oh, Mort Weisinger, uh, a famous uh, fixture in the golden age of uh, DC Comics. And he, you know he had continued out through. Um, his own title uh, up through the up through the fifties and sixties, and then essentially he really makes it big, uh, uh, being a founding member of the Justice League of America, which uh, again is the Silver Age. You know, uh, his origin is all over the place, like a lot, like a lot of comic book characters. This isn't just something Aquaman's got an issue with. This is something a lot of comics. When you have anything that lasts. For, for decades and time. decades and decades, you don't and uh, just and not much different than uh, than the stuff that we got animated. He was originally conceived as a very Aryan-looking 
superhero. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Blonde haired. Um, Blonde haired, blue with eyed. The, with, with, the, with the orange um, chain mail kind tunic, of shirt. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, uh, I, one of my favorite things that they've said uh, that they sort of kind of explained why it's sort of chain mailed or the way he looks is because it was. Scale is it a prisoner garb? Oh yeah, right? that is one of you. That is one of my favorite Aquaman stories, uh, which is from the eighties, uh, from the eighties run of Aquaman. Uh, originally, his origin is very different than a lot of people who might even have uh, some passing familiarity with him. There is no Atlantean society that he comes from originally. Originally, he's like he tells his tale he's to just the like reader. A mutant, like uh, no, he tells his tale to the to to, to the readers. It's like. You know, my father was a famous uh, undersea explorer. If I told you his name, you'd you, recognize it. It's so like Jacques Cousteau. Like, okay, like a Jacques Your dad's Cousteau like Jacques Cousteau. And the father finds ancient Atlantis, but no one's alive there. And he's like, oh, my mother died giving birth to me. My father raised me underwater in Atlantis, discovered like their science, and he transformed me into a being that could live underwater and communicate with, you know, the undersea so life. a science experiment. Something, Just yeah. Just like the Nazis. <laughs> Stop. And, uh, you know, just sort of like, you know, oh, he, he handled pirates and high seas crime and explored stuff, whatever. The real meaty stuff where that it gets more fleshed out and is different is uh, his Silver Age stuff. And the Silver Age is where we get the whole idea that he's from Atlantis and Atlantis is this underwater society and he's the royalty he's the rightful king of them and blah he has you know he he acquires his uh, the, his supporting characters which include allies and foes and you know as a kid growing up I'm hearing this and I'm like okay it makes sense it becomes sword and sorcery right yeah his name is Arthur mm-hmm. right you know Arthur um, Curry he's it, it's a fallen king he's got to get his kingdom back there's that whole angst angst and struggle that he has to fight his way well, back again, to the that's, top. Well, that, again, that's sort of like the later stuff. Originally, it was just like, you know... I know, but I'm just saying It was like, that yeah. nuclear family right. 1950s, 1960s yeah. stuff. It's like, you know, Aquaman and his wife Mera and Aqua Baby and Aqua Lad and Aqua, uh, you know, and, you know, and Aqua, Aqua Girl. Which, which, by the way, you know, you and mentioned... Topo. <laughs> Topo, the, Topo, the, like, semi-sentient octopus. Which, I'm but, not even joking. That was like his... <laughs> hey, and Storm, octopus are pretty intelligent. Let's... Yeah, octa, they are. <laughs> and, and Storm... His uh, the, 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 his, the his giant seahorse that he rides, which doesn't which we make see, which we see ubiqu- ubiquitously on in the Super Friends the Super like Friends. intros. Yeah. Um, but you might. <laughs> By the way, I just have to get this all my trust. Uh, in one of the in one of the intros for the Super Friends, um, I believe it's the it's the season. It's the superpowers. The first superpowers season where they introduce Firestorm. And there's this whole big, you know, it's a, dun, dun, it's the, you know, it's the classic music, kind of like beefed up. And there's this one section where, uh, Superman like, there's a, like a giant robot. Apache Chief punches the giant robot. The robot lands <laughs> in the water, <laughs> right? And then Aquaman shows up and he's on his seahorse, and he, he's just drawn with this look on his face, like he's going like the hell is this shit? What am I doing? What are they throwing this crap in my say? Get this crap out of here. He orders like all of like the sea creatures to like get underneath the robot and throws them back out. I just, it's always, watch, go watch that intro. Tell me he does not look like Aquaman has just had it. He's just like, I'm done with this crap. And that's, just not- yeah, that's just, in the, for a long time in the public eye, Aquaman has been the, the, the butt of jokes 
for superheroes, just in general. You know, right. oh, yeah, it's yeah. a guy who talks a fish. Oh, who's and the they, lamest superhero? Aquaman. Yeah. And they right? even bring that up in in, in when in you see comics. the trailer. In the trailer too. So I hear you talk to fish. I hear you talk to fish exactly. Right. And in recent and in Jeff Johns' recent uh comic run, mm-hmm. a big part of that is the fact that he plays on that, that even in the DC Universe world, no one is really aware of Aquaman, who he really is, what his past is. And we'll get into like his evolution right. because he he's to me of a, a, a personal favorite. But I you mentioned Mira before. Right, Mira. You know, right, which I wife. think is a very important character because hello she's a leaguer. She's a now, yeah, she's now she's a, a leaguer. She's a part she's a, well back then she's a been part time leaguer. Oh, she's Arthur's wife. Well, um, she's one of those so. she's one of those characters that I like because they, you know, they come up with this, oh, Aquaman's gotta have a female love interest. Mm-hmm. Okay, who is he? You know, they didn't give him a love interest like us like she's not a Lois Lane type. No. She's <laughs> Oh no. Mira is Mira is she, she's not like uh she's not like Lois Lane. She's not like uh who's a she's not Vicky Vale. Right. She's a power she's a power she's a hero power. in her own right. She's the little mermaid. No, she's not. <laughs> uh, she, she precedes the little mermaid by by quite a but uh, you know, Mera's whole thing is that she's she has her own superpower, whereas Aquaman has this telepathic control of sea life. Mera is a hydrokinetic, which is to say that she controls water. She can turn water into any of its forms: into wine. steam, ice. And if you just think about that, solid object. And yes, if, 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 at first it's like, <laughs> oh, well, at first she's presented, it's like, oh, she can make these hard water constructs. Oh no, no, but no! But then no. it's one of those things where years later. Writers think, wait a minute. Your most organic she life is made out is of, made water, of water. Then you're what pretty, could she do yeah. with that? That she's her 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 power is to control the element that she's in, the ocean. You go, oh, she in a way she's way more powerful than he is on a one on one basis. <laughs> like if you like you know, it's, and that's not and that's saying something because the truth is Aquaman is not a pushover. No, he shouldn't be. You know, the whole idea it's like everyone's he just talks to fish like. Nah, he's got a lot more going on. And than I'll, just I'll wait for you to get to uh, the more of a contemporary, right? The contemporary. So he he um um, Aquaman's basic powers are you know, first off, obviously, uh, is he he has he, he can he, handle pressure. He can he handle, handle great pressure because mm-hmm. he's you know he's supposed to live under the depths of the ocean. So on the surface world, he's incredibly strong. He's not Superman strong. Even though, yes, there have been times in like they every once in a while, like comic, they'll you'll so Aquaman punch Superman. It's like, yeah, whatever. He's not, he's not, and he shouldn't be. He's no. not supposed to be that, even in the water. But he is incredibly strong. He's not bulletproof, but he's bullet resistant. Uh, let's just put it the way it you'll he's not gonna die if you shoot him, mm. but he is gonna get pissed yeah. off. He's not. It's not. It's not pleasant for him. It's not pleasant for him. Um, I'll just bring it up. I'll just bring it up now. Uh, the when he when uh, the Prometheus attacks the uh, the Grant Grant Morrison in the Grant Morrison run, right? JLE Grant Morrison run. He punches Prometheus and he just shoots right up into the ceiling of of the. I think the um, <laughs> like the, Watchtower or something. The right? Watchtower, right? And I'm like, holy cow, that's just an amazing. He's yeah. You would not want to meet this. You would not want to meet this. He can he can punch he can punch through like solid steel. Um, he has enhanced senses also on the surface because obviously uh, living on that, which also gives him some weaknesses on the surface. So he has incredible he has incredible hearing. He has incredible night vision 
because of course the depth of the ocean, the the you know the water um, obscures the light after a certain depths. Uh, but that also means he's susceptible to bright lights. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then of course the fi- the weakness they gave him in the sixties, which was the whole <laughs> following a Superman paradigm of I need water. water. If I don't have water in an hour. I'll, you know, I weaken and die. Kind of not much far off from the Submariner who's like, alcohol! Alcohol! (laughs) Spider-Man is amazing friends. Um, (laughs) And he, like I said, he, he, Aquaman, as we talked about, as we were coming in, are similar to Thor, similar to Wonder Woman, is this character who brings with him his own world. So while there is the world of Aquaman when he's with the Justice League and on the surface... There's then what's going on in Atlantis, and that's its own whole thing with its own mythology. Like I said, we have Aquaman. His wife Mera is a you know a a, a originally was she was from another water dimension. Uh, eventually, that got retconned into the idea that no, it's not simply this arbitrary. Oh, I met this woman from a water dimension. No, it was oh no, I'm from this place called Zabel. And Zabel is essentially like the Atlantean phantom zone. That's where the Atlanteans had sent like all their um, revolutionaries and, you know, criminals and all these other people who were trying to, you know, who who the elites were trying to keep a, a handle on. And now the origin is the idea that, oh, no, she was actually sent from that dimension to kill uh, the king of Atlantis, to kill Aquaman, which, again, you know, adds a nice little thread. Um he has Volko, of course, which is his, like... Um, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Willem Dafoe is going to be playing Volko in the Justice League movie. And Volko is sort of his advisor. He's, you know... He's Who the eventually um, um, Arthur gives the whole entire... King, the keys of the kingdom to has, him. Many times right. in the past it's been, I, don't, I can't... I, I, spent, I need to be away, or he's been deposed, or whatever. I need to and, be away. Well, yeah, he's got, you know, whatever his, his duties are. And uh, he's got, of course... I can't help you. I can't help you, Justice Leaguers. I have to go back to my kingdom. Exactly. Uh, he's got uh, Aqualad, of course, Garth. Oh, jeez. Uh, the, a... the, the, uh, the, uh, and... You want to talk about some serious dark darkness and tragedy. Uh, yeah, other things, you know. And um, one of, uh, of uh, the other things about uh, Aquaman is that um, as his origins changed, uh, his, his patrimony has changed. So originally the idea, as we said, was the golden age was, oh, my father was a sort of Jacques Cousteau explorer. Then it then was, it into, like, my a, father was a lighthouse keeper who fell in love with the queen, with of, the Atlantis. queen of Atlantis. And I'm a, I'm a half breed. You know, I have, you know, my, my the legacy of the land and the legacy of the water. And it was Peter David who then changed that to, no, the man on the land was, was not even his biological father, raised him. He's really part of this very sword and sorcery background of Atlantis. Uh, you know, uh, Peter David had this uh, r- this book he had written to sort of organize the mythology of uh, the DC universe Atlantis called the Atlantis Chronicles. And it was basically all the history of Atlantis from when it sank up until the birth of Aquaman. And he introduced this idea. Well, he didn't introduce the idea. He played up on this idea that had they had talked about in the comics, which was that Aquaman was left to die by the Atlanteans because they were superstitious. Like, that's the whole thing. Atlantis is a mix of, like, high science and magic. And they were really superstitious, and they were afraid of this thing called the Curse of Kordax. And when Aquaman, being born with blonde hair, they make that Aryan thing a part of the... It was like, 
we can't know that this means he's cursed with the curse of Cordax uh, to control the you know to control the life of the ocean. We can't have that. Blah blah blah. And that goes to the '80s uh, origin you were talking about, which I think is the best the best origin, which is the idea that Aquaman, he's the rightful heir. The other Atlanteans don't even know it. When he eventually finds Atlantis because his father disappears and that's, and he gets clues that something of Atlantis is involved. He goes to try and find him when he ends up in Atlantis because of the blonde hair and because no one knows who he is, he gets taken prisoner. And the other part is he doesn't know the Atlantean culture. Well, he learns it the hard way by essentially living in their prison system. He gets put on a chain gang. And it's Volko who's uh, also imprisoned. That's where he meets Volko. And Volko's the one who teaches them the Atlantean language, the culture, and everything. Right? And he's, I, I don't know how long it is to say. Let's assume it's a few you years. Know, what you're talking about, is that, the, is that when they switch over? This is the 89... Uh, yeah, uh, it's the eight. Yes, the eighty. Fleming, Robert Fleming. You know, yeah, Robert Lawrence Fleming. Where, where, he, where he has the the. Do not speak ill of the blue camouflage. Oh no! Suit. Listen, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great, but there P. weren't. Craig like Russell said uh, <laughs> there weren't that many people who could pull. Yeah, Pete P- Craig Russell arc. really did a great version of that. It was but again. This did trying not to, last that long. It did not last that long, but that origin did. And again, the origin is he's on this chain gang, and his oh, mother yeah. sees him every day. He's like, oh, he's on this chain gang, and his mother, you know, he, you know, doesn't know that this is her son. Again, there's a lot of look. That's really dramatic. And then essentially, what happens is he, um, he, he foments like a revolt, if I remember correctly. And so when he takes the throne, when it's revealed that he's the rightful heir of the throne of Atlantis, he keeps wearing. The prisoner's uniform, that gold, that that gold goldfish. It's top. very Ben Hur. It's yeah, it's like, it. and it, which I think is great because it's like this sort of like, it's a oh, reminder. I, oh, of I'm your... going to remind you all that that's how messed up your society was. You imprisoned the rightful king, and I'm going to wear this every day to throw it in your face. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there, which gets again the idea that there's a lot more dramatic stuff going on with Aquaman than most people think. Now, Probably me, the me, biggest me. one is, of course, uh, the two things about Aquaman um, is the uh, is the revelation of Black Manta, and then what Black Manta oh, does. Oh dear God! I mean, I mean, the first one is is that uh, one of Aquaman has you know just like ever he's got a, a various rogues gallery of characters, but his I would say, just as we always say that you know. The main, the big, the big three, the Trinity, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, have these sort of these uh, duo main Joker. villains. Right. Superman has Lex Luthor. No one is doubting that Lex Luthor is probably number one, but coming right up behind him is Brainiac. It's got to be Brainiac. Well, number you're, two. you're talking about in in terms of powers, but not just you powers. Wanna, in terms of the importance you, to the you, you, to the character, you need to bring up Joker. Right, but as, no, no, that's what I'm right, saying. Okay. And so with that's Superman. Superman is got Lex Luthor is his number okay, one, right. and Brainiac is his number mm, two. Okay. They are like you know, Batman has the Joker, but then Ra's al Ghul. You that would definitely be Wonder Woman has Cheetah, but she has Cersei. Mm. Aquaman has Black Manta. Who, by the way, Black and Manta is Ocean Master, and Black Manta is um, you and I know as of one of the darkest villains because of what he because does, of what he and, does. And, and dark in more than one way. And Jonathan, and Jonathan. <laughs> how to play on words? Wait, well, we'll say we'll say okay. because the first thing about Black Manta is is that for many years there was no origin, there was no really, it was just 
oh, he's the guy that Aquaman faces. He's got kind of a cool visual with this weird helmet and the black suit, and he's always causing Aquaman trouble trying to overtake Atlantis or treasure hunting or whatever. But then at some point, Aquaman is captured, and there's this whole theme about. And I don't know if you, I, Jonathan. I don't know if you know uh, if you remember what he looks like, but he's got that crazy helmet on with the shoots beams out, um, kind of very Darth Vaderish voice. He had appeared on the he had appeared on the Super Friends. Same thing. He'd be, uh, I am Black Manta. They didn't call him Black Manta on on the Justice, Justice League Unlimited. There was a whole thing because of that whole Smallville thing going on. But uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he takes off the helmet because there's this whole story about like. Uh, Africans taking over the sea that they're going to rule the seas and it's being led by Black Manta and he takes off the helmet. And this is a big deal if I think it was the 70s. Black Manta is a black man. He takes off the helmet and goes, didn't you ever wonder why I'm called Black Manta? So Aquaman's enemy, as you mentioned, this Aryan blonde is this black man and Black Manta from that point on is no joke. He's one of the most ruthless He's a straight killer. Black Manta Something is no joke. He's a great villain, and he cements his position by doing one of the most fiendish things up he, he, any DC hero, a, a, a villain had ever done up to that point he, to his hero. He, he kills Aquaman's son, a child. A know? child. We're not even talking about Aquaman's 16-year-old son or something like that. It's, it's a baby. And, so that, and therefore, that's Whoa. something that re- gets really introduced in comic books, it's like, you know, oh, this is not, we're not, this is it's not definitely not yeah. Golden Age, Silver Age stuff anymore. This is not kitty stuff. Yeah. This is some really serious stuff. Oh, and by the way, they're, this is Super Friends at the same time. Right, exactly. Right? This is, yeah, so yeah, while the public had this perception, oh, Aquaman is lame, it's like, no, there's all of this like crazy dramatic stuff going on in his back, in his backstory. But, and the death of Aqua, of, of Arthur, uh, Arthur Jr., then sp- turns into this whole thing where it's a Aquaman's rift. life kind of yeah. spirals out of control. It's a cause of be, oh, a rift between him, him and his and wife. Mera, right. You know, but then you have now, this is my, what my favorite, um, <laughs> uh, uh, what, 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 with what they've done with Aqu- Aquaman is Peter, when Peter David decides to chop his hand off. Right. Yes. And they give him the harpoon, which right. later on, you know, they, uh, he gets another robotic harpoon, well, it kind of does make sense Star that he's Atlantean, Labs. right? Star Labs and then Atlantis. So you figure, I guess he, it does kind of make sense, but yes, there's but something not... elemental about Absolutely. just the hook, the yes. harpoon. That's yes. like, this is Aquaman. I'm going into sort of that pirate sort of which like it gets kinda, swashbuckling Which aspect. I feel gets kind of lame later on where it's like, it's not just a harpoon. It can be anything at once. Like, right, it, yeah. like a robotic hand. Again, just- Don't yeah, do that. Just, you just know? Keep, it simple, keep it simple if you're going to From, do. you know, from a, um, a realistic- point of view it's like yeah harpoon that's okay wow that's that's my only I understand issue, you're my yeah only, man i'm dark you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> my only my only issue with the lock loss of the hand um was that in the comics while it was this it was a great thing and it you know it did was sort of a um a signifier of what was to come later on mm. the, the the beard growing and then losing the, you know the gladiator look that he would adopt is that how it happened wasn't all that great. It was basically, no. oh, he's in he's in an adventure. This guy steals his ability to control, um, you know, uh, aquatic life, and that you know the guy, the 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 villain basically thrusts Arthur's hand into uh, piranha waters, and the piranhas <laughs> eat his hand. Okay, the version that is awesome is the version that they did in Justice League, 
where uh, they do a multi-part story. It's a two-part story, I think, oh, with yes, Aquaman. Yes, right. And it's the idea is that they kind of retell the whole uh, death of the sun, but they don't kill the sun. No. And instead, it's the idea is that Aquaman is like at this it's, like it's, volcanic it's a, vent. It's a saw. It's a saw. Yeah, he's in like in a volcanic uh, um, vent. Him situation. and the child, and they're like, oh, the you know his brothers, his brother who is his other enemy, Ocean Master, basically is like, uh, oh, you know this this lava will explode in a few minutes. You'll you and your son will die, and then I'll be the sole heir to Atlantis. And Aquaman has to make a choice. He gets one hand free. Uh, but he can't. He's like, do I save my son? Do I get it? And he cuts his own hand off, which is and, which is way more. And again, is the sort of like, which also might be starting the the horde of like, maybe overcompensation. It's cool. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. But it is sort of like we get it at this point with DC. It's like we get it. You wanna you really you wanna, wanna you wanna you wanna man. educate the public that he's not just super friends. And that kind of continues to today. You know, that's where we you know. I think I, why the whole been, stuff is happening. And I've always been, you know, one of, at this point, he becomes really interesting, uh, but also in relationship with the League, because here you have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and I wonder what the conversations are like. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Arthur's gone through some really messed up situations yeah i don't know if he's he's up to it you know and yet and, he, and again, he has always he's, come and he's come and gone from the league because correct. of that because it's always it's a great excuse to change up the lineup because it's always like well what's going on with arthur arthur you don't want to know arthur can't make the meeting this week one of our least favorite and yet very most memorable uh instances is where he becomes the leader with the detroit league ah yes the detroit justice league john the Detroit Justice League. There was a, basically a story where, really, it was editorial. Basically, they were like, "Oh, well, the big, the big seven: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter." It's like, um, they're so much larger than life. Marvel's having such a great success at this point with their sort of like more, you know, uh, relatable, relatable superheroes. So they decide, let's get rid of all the big guns. The only two they're going to remain are Martian Manhunter and Aquaman. Here we go. This is Jonathan. Here we go. So, <laughs> and replaces them with uh, a handful of like, well, Silver Agers, which is you have the Silver Z- Age Zatanna, Elongated Man. John Jones is still there. And then you add in some really lame-o guys like uh, your favorite, Miguel, a vibe, a don't, Latino, don't, a Latino. Don't, just don't talk down vibe. Steel. He gave his life for the league. Oh, please. He's on the flash. Okay. (laughs) Steel, Gypsy, uh, Vixen. And Vixen. Uh, Which, by the way, Vixen is the best. She's a great addiction. Yeah, Vixen. Vixen is a great addition. I'll never, I'll never talk down. Uh, at this point, like, that, you know, honestly, I never talk down the the Detroit League because of their connection to Vixen, because it makes sense to me that she would be like. It's a pretty tragic thing. And let's just say, uh, 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 John, this version of the league is does not go. go things don't go well, and to the point where a bunch of them get killed, and. Uh, Arthur leaves them actually pretty early on. Maybe maybe he smelled uh he he saw where the direction was going like these guys are not going to these guys are going to go These guys are going to get themselves killed. I can't killed. Uh, I can't yeah, these guys are going to get themselves killed. <laughs> and uh, uh we get again uh we, the 90s version he said he's with the league. Um that's Grant Morrison's Grant whole Morrison's, uh, uh, Olymp- mythological God, take. Yeah, Olympic Gods take on the leaguers. 
Right. You know, well, yeah, Superman takes on an angel during his run, actually fights an angel to a standstill. Um, Which, by the way, there was uh, the angel. uh, An an angel that eventually um, became part of uh, the league's lineup. Uh, Zoriel. Zoriel, right. Zoriel, right. Uh, and, you know, obviously the the the, mytho- the mythological um, analogs are, are pretty apparent. You have Superman is sort of a Zeus-Hercules hybrid. Wonder Woman is obviously Athena. Batman is Hades. Uh, Martian Manhunter is Proteus. The Flash is Mercury. Green Lantern is Apollo. And then, of course, Aquaman's Poseidon. Um... And that's that's really where the you know as you say hook hand Aquaman as you say who is your jam I love that so much he was uh, really jam. becomes popular then they sort of they decide oh that's not, they want to go more classic and then from that period uh, up until just about recently they kind of kept going back and forth back and forth they killed him they brought him back they did all this other stuff uh, currently in the comics he's very much in his classic mode uh, due to Jeff Johns run and. Jeff Johns' run is very self-aware. He talks about the idea that one of the things is even within the DC Universe's world, Aquaman is this character that um, is sort of looked down upon because no one really knows what his deal is. And Aquaman, it tells him in one book as to the other heroes, he's like, look, you guys, you got to understand something. Up here on the surface, there are thousands of you heroes. Every country, every city, there's some schmuck in, in spandex you know, fighting crime. The world is 70% water. I've got a whole entire kingdom, the whole planet. Yeah. To and think it's about. just me. And it's just me. And it's just me here. And there's like, the idea is that there's all this stuff going on that we don't know about. Aquaman once a year has to stave off a Cthulhu-esque interdimensional <laughs> like foray. No one knows that. Every year Aquaman has to fight Cthulhu. I'm not even joking. <laughs> It sounds silly, but like you realize it's like, what's going on with Aquaman? That's why it's like, hey, Aquaman didn't really make it to the meeting this week of the league. What's going on? He's fighting Cthulhu. Now, let's, which by the way, brings us to Jason Momoa's intro into yes. this whole big mess that we have, that we're going to have soon. And it's a lovely mess, right? So, uh, Zack Snyder first puts out this image. That first of, image. Of, oh, that man. first Im- image, which is basically Jason Momoa. Holding the, um, the 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 trident and it's unite the seven. Looking that's very, first... very Neptune, very Poseidon. I got to tell you a little story about that. That was a, I was at my job. That premiered at like I, 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 two a.m. in the morning. True. I, like, is this real? It, like two a.m. in the morning. No announcement. Just suddenly here. Hey, he was just excited. Here's and it. It was this sort of statement. It was a sort of like here's the Aquaman you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. We're doing live action version. Here's the Aquaman you're going to get, and it's this, and we're going with the badass-looking Peter David version. And, of course, we get our first peek at him in Batman v Superman, which I know a lot. There are so many people who hated that little sequence with the uh, with the computer file. I love that sequence with the computer file. Um, oh, where, I, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, uh, where it's just like, you know, and it's not that long. You have uh, James it, Cameron. He's trying to look for look for stuff on the water. Exactly. James and then Cameron. it's like... <laughs> Oh, there's uh, Jason There are Momoa. these eyes that Jason come Momoa. out of the black eye. You know, he's got the trident. And then the way he takes off, he swims underwater the way they the way they present Superman flying in the air. This is sort of like this burst. And, you know, he's just like, you know. And I, it is a complete departure from everything else that's... It, that the pop the, the, culture the, 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 the knows pop culture about him, Especially since now the last time we saw live action prior to Jason Momoa. 
Ooh, it was on Smallville. Smallville, and that was lamer than that. By the way, that actor. <laughs> by the way, that actor oh was God. in the running for 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 Shazam. Which, by the way, we we got our new Shazam, but we we're not going to get. We're that. not going to get into that right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, so this was their laying down the gauntlet. So this is the Aquaman you're going to get, and you know and everything just like everything was aligned. Everything made sense. Jason Momoa. That makes sense. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. You know, again, you know, uh, the, you know, he fits that look. He's Cal Drogo. <laughs> he, the Cal Drogo. Again, going to that idea, again, that connection to Cal Drogo of the idea that Aquaman, like Wonder Woman, like Thor, is this sort of character that, uh, as a superhero, you get a two for one. You get, like, he can be part of the modern world with, you know, America as it is today, with cities and everything else, but... He can go back to his other world, and it's very it's sort it's like another genre. It's like oh, his court palace intrigue and magic and monsters and all the rest of this stuff, and yet he can still show up with the Justice League and you know fight off an alien invasion or something like that. And that again looks like that's what we're getting. Uh, we had our first real look with these Justice League trailers, and he's been a hit. Be- you know, well, people look, love him. In Jason these Momoa League is a marketing darling because he will come on the cons. Flip tables open, <laughs> put up Instagrams where he's uh, drinking beer, tossing axes, <laughs> right? Uh, um, uh, he, uh, we've seen B footage uh, uh, during production where, where you know he's he's supposed to, I guess, do uh, do some do sort some, of some maneuver with the maneuver with the trident. With the trident. It comes, it whips out of his hand. <laughs> what does he do? Goes to Gal Gadot. Rips out, or takes a sword takes a from sword, the back, like he's gonna <laughs> and she's and she and they're all having fun. It looks like he's bringing a lot of life and yeah, lot of fun. And, and he's great in interviews. That's another thing, like you said, his his appears and great in trailers and great in trailers because yes. uh, what's and he's becoming very famous for what what, what we're getting are the one liner Aquaman isms, right. my man. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and I mean, like, if that's what we're getting, I mean, hopefully, it, you know, I think it's something the audience is going to like. I think he's, I think him and Ezra Miller's Flash are really going to be standouts in this Justice League. And then he's getting his own solo film. You know, yes. we're, we're, uh, which uh, just recently rap production, James Wan of uh, Conjuring fame. Uh, and of course, uh, more uh, Amber fast- Heard, more uh, Amber uh, Heard uh, for you. Yeah, except for, for people for who you, like it. For you guys who like, for, for you girls and guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, 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 James Wan also directed the, uh, the the big hit that was the Fast and the Furious Seven, uh, and it looks like, man. So I, if, for me, the only thing about that film is that uh, I'm just thinking of the uh, the production because yeah. we're talking about something that. Even James Cameron, it has been like oh, I don't know a, wh- a whole film set underwater, which looks great. What we're getting so far looks great, but how are they gonna? The, they gonna you do know, that? just just the logistics of well, how do you have dialogue underwater? How do you have mm-hmm. you know dramatic scenes? Telepathy, perhaps, perhaps that is perhaps it's again. That's a by the way. Uh, I forget. I, I forget where he it is. My moves. All my moves. All my moves. I uh, I forget uh, where it is, but there's. I think it might be the onion. But they had this whole. There was something online that where basically Aquaman like runs down the hole. Is like he's like, look, all right. First off, I don't talk to fish. 
Okay. All right. I command the sea life. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> if I if I tell like if I tell like a billion krill to like uh you know go into the intake of like a an oil tanker to stop it from running, they do it. They commit suicide. No questions asked. <laughs> Although that too has been like a thing where like they've they kind of gone back and forth. They said like, yeah, the more simpler life, it's command. It's definitely like I can control. You, he can even get into, like, his telepathy sometimes has been to the point where he's like, no, I can actually, like, shut down the lizard part of your brain. He's like, there are parts of the human brain that are still similar to, like, sea life that I can control. Um, but sometimes other other higher up the food chain you kind of go, it is a little more negotiating. So, like, like dolphins, whales... Sometimes when he's gonna be have to cajole them. <laughs> now they've already casted um, Black Manta, but for a long time you and I were like, Chiwetel was meant. Oh my God, Chiwetel would have been. Um, but uh, the Chiwetel from from Serenity, that's the kind of. Black oh my Manta God, yeah, wants. exactly. Because again, that's sort of like cold hearted ruthlessness of Manta. Um, like I said, Manta is a great villain. He's like he before did the Joker kill Jason Todd, the second Robin. This was the the villain who had like hurt the hero the most. And so I'm interested to see. I hope that Black Manta isn't a one and done character for Aquaman solo. I hope it's like, okay, well, they got the brother in there. Patrick Wilson is playing Orm, uh, Ocean Master. Patrick Wilson, love that man. All right. Again, a great cast. I mean, you know, it's it's you know, the, the cast for the Aquaman film is really solid. You've got um who's his mother again? It's um uh uh, uh Tom Cruise's ex uh, Nicole Kidman. You know, oh, yeah, you've wow. got uh, you've got uh, 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 your your man from Once Were Warriors and uh, Django Fett, uh, Jake the Mus, <laughs> and Django Fett, uh, Tamara Morrison, Tamara Morrison as uh, as the the uh, uh, the the human man who raises him and is his father. Oh, is Volko Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, Dolph Lundgren is in there. <laughs> yeah, Dolph Lundgren is one of these like what he was at. He's nice. he's he's might be playing in uh, uh, another uh, Atlantean he's Ocean sort master. of master. Uh, no, no. Oh, his brother Patrick Wilson is Ocean Master. That's his brother. Um, so I mean, things are looking up for Aquaman. I think that this Aquaman is, yeah, is going is to have a stellar cast. Man, this is amazing. It's a stellar cast. It's a good director, uh, and I think that his appearance in Justice League is really going to whet the appetite uh, for him. In the same way that it, Wonder Woman's appearance in Batman v Superman wet the appetite. For her solo film, but explain the Duff Man thing to me, though. Why is he? Why, <laughs> why is, is he, he Duff Man? Yeah, John's whole thing is like, hey, "Oh man, what's up, man? My man." I, again, they're going for the idea that they want to give him all right that the sort of milk toasty version of him from Super Friends is just is very bland. So they had to add some kind of flavor. And when you get a Jason Momoa, you don't want him to just be bland and stoic. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, let's let's He's having fun. Let's have let let yeah, let's 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 put some. Uh, Inject some personality. No, so Aquaman in a nutshell. By the way, I, um, I, I am slightly nervous because of James Wan. Um, you know, this is the guy who who gave us the Saw movies. Yeah, Insidious, Conjuring comes from horror. Which Ed, we just mentioned the Cthulhu esque sort of aspect. Uh, uh, before, I mean, we're dealing with an un, you know things like um, Furious. Seven. Um, the what are they called? Uh, the the Breachers. The trenchers, the trenchers, they're a thing in Aquaman where they're, again, they're these creatures, this society of like, you know, they're Cthulhu-esque, you know, monstrosities from the depths of like, you know, deep sea, um, what are they called? Not crevasses, um, trenches. Trenches. Right, trenchers, that's right. why they're the trenchers, duh. Yeah, uh, yeah G.I. Joe met a bunch of uh, worms from... In the <laughs> 
<laughs> Enough about that. Uh, so we're, I, I, you know, Ed. I, I think Ed and I are really well, happy. We want to see where 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 this Aquaman goes. What well, they're going to well, do well, with well, him. Well, this brings brings into how when we were talking about the freak in, at the Freak Feynman episode, which by the way was going to drop this for Halloween weekend, for Halloween. <laughs> um, how because you and I were not horror guys, right? Okay. So we, you're concerned about Juan's Wands? Uh, Wands uh, it's a frame record? of reference. Aside from Furious Seven, which, by the way, I, I I'm not, I'm not even into the Furious uh, movies. Right. Um, but yeah, I do have a concern because this is the director, and me, you know, Hollywood loves this guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, his he the thing about the whole ho- horror thing is, as we've stated before, he has a background of being able to deliver big bucks. <laughs> With for little. you know, for a minimal investment, and then they gave him a big franchise, and he delivered mm-hmm. on this huge franchise with gigantic action. And I think I actually think he's the right guy. Mm-hmm. I think if he can, you know, bring some his some of his horror sensibilities to things like the, the production design, costuming again, creatures, and it's the but then also give us big spectacular cgi action and which was there, required for aquaman dc the dc uh, cinematic universe's answer to thor right i mean yeah in, in a way he in a way he is in a way jason momoa is this sort of like you know big again his personality uh you know of course we'll you know we go back to his whole uh defense of you know people were, were ragging on man of steel and he goes <laughs> like you know yo, yeah. whoa 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 Whoa! You have, have a problem? You talking? You talking shit about my man Superman? Are we gonna have a problem? <laughs> have your opinion. Have your opinion. He was standing up when he was, he was standing doing up that. when he was doing it. It was like, well, and again, Momoa is like, Sizing okay, up. I will just sh- sit down. You're just gonna shut up when a guy like that gets. Or, or the fact that he broke some kid's heart, but then like, like he was like, you know, someone said, is Superman, you know, dead? He's like, yo, I don't know if you know, but he's dead. And like, then he went in and was like, don't worry, kid, he's gonna, he's coming back. It's gonna be good. Cool. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm 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 looking forward to 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 Aquaman. He was not the heart. You he, know, you know, he's come, no dragon. <laughs> he's no, I, I, I'm looking forward to to Aquaman, um, his solo, and especially with uh, uh, Injustice League and another character. We're getting uh, in Justice League, uh, uh, making his uh, debut after the little intro in Batman v Superman. Very much a minor is the, is the most minor of the Justice League characters at this. Um, uh yes, but but uh, you know, let's not pretend uh, this character has been around for a long I'll time. Take it from here, Alfred. Victor, Victor Stone, the who's, cyborg. Who's, by the way, you know, like to to many in the public consciousness, Victor Stone, aka Cyborg, is not uh, is you know who is he? To guys like us, he's been around for quite some. He's time. He's been around for for some time. Well, you know what he has. You know, um, I, your son knows him, right? Your son knows the Teen Titans um, cartoon, right? From Go, yes. Right. Okay. So, um, he has his, he has a bit of of, of a pop culture um, presence, mm-hmm. but yeah, to say that he's this well known that people know, like if you said who's Victor Stone, no one's gonna say Cyborg. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even they know Cyborg, they might not even know what his like alias is. And is, we got is, a little is, bit of that from, uh, in Batman, Batman versus Superman. Right, when that background, the yeah. man that they casted to play, um, uh, the father, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Cyberdyne's own Joe Morton. Joe Morton. <laughs> is, I don't think, the same I don't think that was Terminator. a coincidence. I don't think that was a coincidence. I think they knew what they were going for. <laughs> I think they knew it's like, okay, the guy that people will recognize, from Terminator to uh, Judgment Day is Cyborg's 
Father Silas Stone. Not now, the fact that he was a blues brother, but the fact that he gives let's, Terminator. Oh, let's not even get into Blues Brothers 2000. But uh, Cyborg as a character, he made his first appearance in uh, uh, DC Comics Presents, number 26, October, October 1980. Uh, created by the legendary... Marv Wolfman. <laughs> Marv Wolfman. No, how long Why do you think people remember Joe Morton from Terminator 2? That's a crazy scene. That scene yeah. is... You know, that's a crazy scene. And but then, hey, the lead uh, SWAT team dude, guess guess who that guy is? What SWAT team in what? In SWAT Terminator 2. came in and he said that to he said that to a group of police officers. He's like, I, I don't oh, know who, how long... Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? The captain of the SWAT team was the police officer in Breaking Bad. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yes, yes. No, Breaking Bad, right? Breaking Bad, yeah. Officer as in Norris? The main, the... The DEA. Yeah, the DEA agent. The DEA agent, who was his brother-in-law, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Getting back to Cyborg. That's crazy, sorry. Getting back to Cyborg. He's created by the legendary Marv Wolfman and George Perez. And essentially was set up to become a member of their new Teen Titans. Which was, Which, as you've always mentioned, I've said all the time, the answer to the, the X-Men. X-Men for DC Comics. But the new Teen Titans, which was a big part of my, like, I, I, I was living in Jersey at the time. And uh, and that's how long I've been reading comic books, right? So, um, and I go, okay, I, that's, there's that very iconic George Perez cover, Raven's in the background, Robin is, he's still in his spandex, um, uh, red tunic costume with the yellow cape um and there's cyborg he's there too but again like on, we go who's this guy this is kind of weird it's a very hodgepodge of mix of characters and he's a teenager and you, you and i we were watching we we go you know what i think we should really bring up uh old episodes of um of challenges of super friends or galactic guardians <laughs> okay uh, and and we put on the episode where cyborg first shows up because yes he was a super friends and it's like, uh, and what does Ronald Raymond say, uh, aka Firestorm? Wow, Wait. I just, I'm just happy that there's another youngster on the Justice League. <laughs> what? <laughs> a Ronald Reagan? No, Ron, Ronald, Ronald, <laughs> Ronald Raymond. Oh, Raymond. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's twofer. Firestorm. <laughs> money in the politics jar. Money in the politics and jar. And a monkey and, wrench. And, and a monkey wrench. Reagan is a Teen Titan. <laughs> well, well, brother blood. <laughs> Tear down that wall. Slade Wilson, <laughs> you are no true American hero. But, okay, so um, uh, Vic, <laughs> as you said, people really, uh, long-time combo people, they're like, oh, he's he's a Teen Titan. And it is only recently that they've, you know, basically put him into uh, the Justice League for diversity reasons. And I also think for the fact that technology like is technology is a much Thank bigger you. part of today's world right. than it was when the eighties when, when the eighties hit when nineteen eighty um, there was no internet the, the public yeah but public um, public computing was was rather new we were seeing them with the cast of Mash they were selling IBM computers <laughs> Apple computers uh, they, they they were they were fairly new so there was that revolution of technology that uh, that was slowly trending and then till now it's he's a t- full full on technopath where uh, he's in what's the name of that ship? The uh, the the, the bat- Batman's big cruiser ship that the Yamato thing that he's oh well uh, we don't well there's some sort of crawler there's some sort of crawling okay. device like some sort of land tank and he jumps into it and he can just hook in and control it you know now I recently saw some promo it's AT and T uh, Justice League promo okay. where 
Diana says to him, no one can do what you do. Right. And that's why we need you. So that pretty much establishes Victor Stone as a reluctant superhero. Right. As someone, well, which has been his, which has been his thing since the beginning. Yeah, correct. The idea is essentially is he's a, he's a great athlete. Um, his, 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 his mother and father are scientists, if I remember correctly. Some horrific, the origin has changed for different reasons, but it's always some terrible accident happens to him. And he's enhanced by technology. He's Black RoboCop. Oh, you're not. not You're not too far. He's named Cyborg, basically because he is Marv Wolfman's take on the novel Cyborg, which was the basis for the six the six million Mm. dollar man. You know the idea of someone, and you know that gives him something. Six million dollar man. Yeah, that's nowhere today. Nothing today, exactly. Inflation. But the idea is that you know. He's not a hero, uh, you know, his story of heroism isn't, I got bitten by a radioactive spider and I became super strong and awesome. It's like, no, something horrific happened to me. Yeah. And now I'm something, and my, the life I thought I was going to have has been taken away. I'm a freak, so on and so forth. So he has, you know, he has, first off, he's a, he's a minority character, but then he, so he's representing that, but then he also represents, uh, you know, the, the, um, those people who are handicapped in the world or the handicapable or whatever the politically correct term is. And thereby, if going, one day you should watch that Galactic Guardians episode. What does he do? He's like in a Big Brother program. Right. As, of course, you'll find out. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you've already heard in the sketch. He's in the Big Brother program. But yes, he's and uh, mentoring, you know, children who have uh, disabilities of one kind or another. And, you know, that's even continued... Uh, they did. They did that in the the Teen Titans uh, uh, cartoon. Yes, yes. You know where you know, and it's and it's also you know we talk about again technology. Today we are seeing real c- cybernetics that could only be dreamed of mm-hmm. years ago. For you know people, veterans coming back from the wars. You know there are actual you know prosthetics and legs. This is becoming a reality in today. So but I can understand I am pushing really into surprised. the I'm very surprised that they that they brought Cyborg into this because uh, especially since we're getting a Teen Titans TV show. Right. He's very much like Wally West. Has been a Titan forever. But now like, is has that league also. Yeah, the, you know, and so world. it's like the Justice I, League is always the graduation point, John. Yeah, when I, you make it when you make it to the Justice League, that's the big time. That's the show. But I would have wanted to to see. I've always wanted wanted to see a, a live action Teen Titans movie, not a Teen Titans TV show, but a Teen Titans like movie. movie. And that's you know some people have said because they announced originally in that original DC slate was Cyborg was going to get his movie, mm-hmm. and now that seems to be up in the air. Um, oh, it is. They have the actor Ray Frischer, um, who comes from is very much an unknown. Comes from Broadway. Um, uh, but everyone here is, you know, says good stuff about him. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and I think we've already seen like, yeah, there's the, he's a, it's a cool thing in live action to have cyborg. Cause you have the visuals. Um, he's great for toys because of course cyborg, uh, you know, essentially, uh, is a modular superhero. So, you know, it's. Throw on other cyborg with the gun arm, cyborg with his sonic blaster. So you know, you know. Yeah, that was that was one like a kind of a a, a lamo signature weapon, which is basically he, the sonic blaster goes on on the fist, and it's you know it's a you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from the from the Galactic Guardians yeah. uh, in uh, uh, intro. Uh, we, we always mentioned that it was always weird 
that they had Robin on the Superpowers team. He Robin is a member of the Teen Titans. The Teen Titans were huge sellers at the time. Yet I don't think they ever interacted with one another. No, you know there, there was no banter between Casey Kasem and the voice <laughs> of Cyborg. <laughs> he was Ghostbuster. I like the black one. He was no Ghostbuster. I like the black one. <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Uh, was uh, the voice of Go look up uh, Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus <laughs> Ghostbuster skit with uh, Jim with Jim Belushi SNL <laughs> in SNL from the from the eighties, um, and uh, you know he was the voice of it, and they follow through in that superpowers program, like you said, they he was the he was the character, so there's a there's this tragedy to him, um, uh, but then there's also again the coolness of the things that he can do. Uh, I'm really looking forward to him in Justice League because you know some of the reports have been that he's. His character is the quote unquote heart of the film. I can see his that. character, right. you know, because uh, he might have the medius arc. He might have the only, you know, uh, meaty arc because, of course, uh, everyone else is being brought together for this thing. This is personal for him. He, the character of his father apparently plays some important well, part of the plot. That's as this that's you know, a very scientist. That's yeah. a very important point because uh, we know that. That he was brought to life with the help of the mother box that yeah, the Joe Morton uses, uh, the, right? The, so the technology from box. Now, is that drawn from any of the Siberian stuff that from the past or any of his past history? Well, I think that is was I think that is the current like origin, uh, Wait, to uh, making him to oh, from mother box. Yeah, but how how would he uh, be brought back if Apocalypse never got there yet? You know what I mean? In the movie? No, no, no. In the, well, see, the, the in the movie we're going to get what they call a history lesson. We're going to learn that there are these three mother boxes that are already on Earth. Oh, they're already on Earth. And from, uh, from way, well, uh, way, way, way back. From way, way oh, back. I thought, that, I thought there you was meant there, that uh, apocalypse, apocalypse. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that they had tried to invade beforehand. They're sort of, you know, they're fought off. And these mother boxes might be the spoils of war, might be something from New Genesis, I don't know. And uh, uh, the Atlanteans have one. The Amazons have one. And then apparently Earth, the humans had one, but it got lost and then it got found again. And it's that one that essentially is used to create Cyborg that we see in the uh, in that clip in Batman uh, v Superman. So he's in this version, in this, you know, in this DC uh, cinematic universe, he's very key to the plot of Justice League. He's very connected. Yeah. He's probably the only one who will be able to interface with these mother boxes. Right, because he's made up of... And thereby, the oh my gosh, I think I just blew my mind. Like, <laughs> And thereby opening up the portals and thereby kicking Stefan... Stefan Wolf through it. As through, you know, don't it, ever man. come back here again. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and also, let's be honest... Executive um, director. We've, we've also, um, uh, we've, you know, we've speculated on the idea that it looks like they're making parademons, right? Mm. That it's not, it could It could very well be, because there's this one shot of this one warrior, you know, from the ancient times, and he starts to look like he's desiccating, but I think he's transforming. I oh, think okay. that right. Steppenwolf creates human beings, makes them into parademons. Mm -hmm. And I, if that's so, I think that that is one of the things from the mother box. I think they get cybernetically enhanced too, because if you look at their design of these, uh, of the parademons, there are some things that look cybernetic on him that look similar to Cyborg. So I think he could be key in, in, into that. In any case, and then of course when Darkseid comes along, along with the with the sequels, I I have a connection to the cybernetic creature. <laughs> I will control it. I will control it. We don't even know who we're casting there for for, for Darkseid. <laughs> just random gravelly voice guy, Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, 
you know, uh, in the comics, uh, you know, Victor's had his ups, his downs. Mm. I prefer classic Cyborg. I prefer him to be Marvel fan. solid, solid state technology interface with computers. Blah blah blah. Solid state. No, well, you know, well, again, because he's had that whole, like you said, the Siberian thing. He's had like, I'm nanotechnology. I'm liquid metal. And it's understandable to go that route. It's understandable to be that with him. It's T one thousand, right? Exactly. It's like you know. It's a, but I prefer it to be a little more, you know, low key sci fi. Uh, and you know, I, I kind of, I, I think that we're getting, we're gonna get that in the Justice League movie. It's gonna still be like do amazing yeah, things, but it morphing. looks like also that um, this there's a lot of synergy between him and Ezra Miller's Flash. They're doing a lot of. Marketing PR stuff, right, right. Oh yes, figures. Hey, look, look, <laughs> yeah. Look online. Uh, Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher get their their Justice League action figures. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But what they're I meant just, also, said, they're so happy to be to get these things. They're they're two of the younger, uh, league right, members, right, right. So that's so, their connection. Yeah, there's going to be, a or it should there. be. So you know, uh, so I, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're doing uh, uh, with Cyborg. Um, He's he's always been a fun character with a lot of meat on his bones, um, and now this is sort of his big like coming out party. And I hope that film happens because I think I think there are things you can do with Cyborg. Um, I, I think that you could do a you know a te- a, like a techno thriller, like that's his milieu. It's the you know the modern world of technology and society. I think of that really bad Chris Hemsworth movie, Techno Thriller, but oh, I, I don't even know. I forgot the uh, name. Black Hat, I think it was oh, called. Oh, God, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is the world's greatest anyway. hacker. Whatever, Thor. Whatever. I love I love Chris Hemsworth. I love him as Thor, but that was that was not a good idea. But but no, you could, you know, there's a lot of stuff and I think there's a lot of you know, I think maybe if you wanted to get political, I mean there's, you know, there's, you know, there's the idea of, you know, what happens to how, co- to, how come Thor now looks like he's, election he, be- he belongs on like a, a Rogaine like cover like because he right? he's cut his hair because they have they always have that that guy with the scruff on the sides here you know <laughs> and his Thor, Thor, hair. Thor 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 will be covered on another episode uh, <laughs> actually to be accurate I think the next episode which is Ragnarok well after Freak Feynman then Thor Ragnarok which yes, is we'll also around a corner which is around the corner which, yeah. so. So, uh, but he's wrapping up Cyborg here. We're all, we're, we, you know, we we, we hope that they handle winner. Want to see him? Think he's going to be a cool highlight of keep, of the film. WB, please keep the ship steady because there's lots of crazy stuff that. Yeah, all these rumors last couple of days. Rumors and Deathstroke's getting Shazam, his own movie. Get, oh my Shazam god! Shazam casting. Yeah, we don't. You don't. You. Ed knows. I don't want to get this guy started with Deathstroke because. Uh, Joe Manganiello, <laughs> who is in talks, at least that's what the rumor mill is, right? You know, well, no, Joe had been cast already. He was gonna be in Batman v Super. No, See, he was gonna be in Justice was. League. He was going to be in the Batman. Uh, of Matt Reeves, Batman is a river, Deny- not just a river. <laughs> well, no, no, no. He was gonna be, and now we. I think it's. I think right now it's up in the air. See, <laughs> I think it's up in the air. No, no, no. Look, look. He got, he got cut twice. He got cut from Justice League. He got cut from the Batman. And I listen. You know. Okay. So, John, this is what happens. Yesterday, this is yesterday on Instagram. Joe Manganiello puts out a picture of the mask. Just so, to, what, just is, to what does that mean? Does that mean anything? I don't know. <laughs> it means everything. It means a lot. 
It doesn't mean have to mean have to mean it. But look, look, look. See, there Joe, you go. Here we go. Here we go. Joe's here a nice go. guy. Here you go. He's great in interviews. He comes off as very affable. Affable. He's, he's boning one of the most beautiful actresses, hottest woman in Hollywood. Uh, uh, what what I like to call yeah, so uh, far mainstreams, <laughs> mainstreams, and I mainstreams. I understand. Esperanza Gomez, Miguel. I understand. Uh, you know. said you said to me, I love Deathstroke. I love Deathstroke. But Deathstroke that. is an important character to me. They've but, been building him up for a long time. He's a Teen Titans. You know, he's a Titans. Miguel Velez has been going on without sleep for a while. Yeah. But yeah. but the other day he was the the volume levels were up. It was getting kind of heated, and I'm like, "Look, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. My arms are up, and I'm like, I get it. I'm, it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm big, but I just, you I'm know, the hate. Slade, I'm a big Slade Wilson fan, and I just don't think that Joe Manganiello, yes, given to the, the hate, has the has the chops, <laughs> has the Good. has the gravitas, given yes. to the dark side yes. of the force. Yes. Yeah, I, I just don't think he is the guy." to pull that off death slade wilson is dc comics evil captain america he is a character who can go toe-to-toe with the dark knight and has and has beaten the crap out of batman in comics sorry batman fans but it, it's true it's happened he's already apologizing i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying that sofia vergara's agent is probably like you know probably getting like he's he's popping open a champagne somewhere because they're probably i don't know who if they share agents or whatever but I'm just saying Dude, whatever, that, you man. know, whatever, like, whatever. Hey, man. Joe, we're looking, we're looking, this hey, look, is looking what, great. What, it's green, what, green lighting. What, get, what gives me great hope for that Deathstroke possible film mm-hmm. is the director. Okay. Gareth, Adver- uh, Gareth Evans directed the two raid films. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go watch it. They are, we are talking about like amazing action, an amazing action director. And a Deathstroke store, a Deathstroke movie does not have to be huge. You've never seen the you raid. Can, you you can, do you can, not know martial arts films. You, you can, you can, you can basically uh, do a very simple story for a Deathstroke movie. Deathstroke's the world's greatest assassin. He's being hunted by other assassins, and he has to go through the gauntlet of them to find out who hired them. It's simple. Assassin's Creed. Whatever. <laughs> you've played, and you've played Arkham Knight, so you know about Deathstroke, right? You know. Um, he's he's not something to sh- to shrug off your shoulder. He's a he's he's a he's, he's, he's one of these guys that again goes to mercenary with Batman, with, but has a code. He has his own code of honor. He has his own history of things. And you know what, dude? That's my thing. Because he has to be a character go. on the level of a Batman. Can't be Joe. I need an actor who I can see going. Toe to toe with can't be the guy who in Magic Mike. Yeah, it can't be Magic Mike. See, there you it go. It can't be. It can't be that. Can't I, can't, be I I'm like. I, I'm thinking. No, for me, Deathstroke. I, I, again, if I have yeah. to cast, I want someone in the vein of a uh, the Punisher. No, um, no, but the, yeah, that actually he would be a fine. Uh, oh, dude, uh, uh, that's uh, around the corner. Uh, oh. I think. I think about uh, um, uh, what's his face. I Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt would have been an insanely great Deathstroke because he need that charisma. And if you not Brad what? Pitt, you know what? All right, now you're talking. Yeah. See, all right, I'll, I think Brad I'll Pitt, agree with dude, you on that. I think I'm just saying that. You I know, think Matt Damon. I think Damon could be a good Deathstroke. It's too Boston for me. It's too Boston for Listen, you. I, I, you know, if what you're throwing at me, which sounds great, okay, and you that see Joe, again why Joe doesn't. But again, because in my mind. 
Deathstroke is again. Joe you get a, just you get a Brad Pitt. Instagrammed the mask. Okay, all right. Now, now, now he's just needling me, and which means it's time for us to <laughs> it's time for us to wrap up the show. So, um, our next <laughs> our next show is going to be uh, uh, right. Uh, well, the uh, next on and next in the Road of Justice series is gonna we're gonna be covering. Swear to me, the man, the myth, the legend. Where's the master? The masked manhunter. Let's not stand on ceremonial ground, Batman. The caped crusader. The dark knight detective. You're making a mistake. Oh, I believe you're making the mistake. On the road to justice. And we'll cover Ragnarok too, probably next oh, yeah, week, yeah, and we'll probably get around to that because uh, it looks awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, until next time, we are closing up a shop here at Pancake Studios as always. <laughs> I'm Alejandro Verlez. No, you're Alejandro Verlez. <laughs> uh, the usual crew here will return soon enough. Uh, Jonathan Vigar of Pancake Studios as always. Thank you for your facilities, uh, my co-host and co-pilot in this. Endeavor, Edward Ng here. And I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez, so until next time, to to be be continued. continued. To be continued. Let's not stand on ceremonial ground, Batman. (laughs) I don't see, that's not, which I'm telling you, man. Mr. Wayne. And do you accept his resignation? I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to bury another Batman. How many Batman have you buried? (laughs) Master Wine, look at the bearing of the Batman. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Apparently... They do have dolphins, sea lions, and killer whales perform all at once. And as I said, it is not up. Oh my god, they're eating each other! Join us again next time as we follow our heroes across America on TBC's The Road to Justice! <laughs>